0: Hello, this is Tom Ray, and welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership by Real Leadership Company. I'm Tom Ray, and and uh, my co-host is not with me today, but I'm joined with someone uh, just as wonderful. Uh, it's Pastor Larry Parker from the Life Church of Warren, Michigan, uh, and uh, so glad to have you on the line. Larry, say hello. Thank
1: you. Thank you, uh, Tom. It's good to be with you.
0: Awesome. We're going to have some fun today. Uh, We're going to continue on our dream Dreaming Series, um, especially because we have a a Dream Night coming up on March 20th, 2020, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, And then that's going to kick off a mastermind or a a grouping around a book, uh, Put Your Dream to the Test by John Maxwell, which is going to take place three consecutive Saturdays beginning March 21st. And uh, it's going to be phenomenal, and we want you all to be a part of that. So you need to get to Company dot com to register. Realleadershipcompany. dot com. So, hey, Larry. So we like to kick yeah. off every podcast with an attitude of gratitude. So, would you share with us something that you are thankful for today?
1: Well, let me see this. I'm I'm really thankful for. um the relationships in my life. I'm probably going to give you a couple, but one for sure is relationships that I have and certainly want to definitely say it's an honor, Tom, to be in your life, to hear your heart, to walk through this life with you. And uh, I know Bert is not with us today, but uh, also could be said, uh, and and Bert's significant to me. And so I'm, I'm thankful for the people that God has placed in my life that I get to walk through this life with uh, that are close to me. I'm also thankful for the opportunity to hear from people on this same medium of podcast. Um, One of the things that I absolutely love in life is the opportunity to grow and learn. Um, And that's something that's really come out of years where I was not a great student as as a person of life. And, uh, and certainly at times, certainly in school, that would be true too. But, but I'm grateful for podcasts like this grateful for podcasts that Craig Rochelle, um, shares and, and Carrie new and, uh, those opportunities to spend time growing and, um, uh, and seeing God work and, and certainly, Uh, having those opportunities to uh, live this life in a way that is
0: uh, healthy. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, And thank you for your kind words uh, for me and uh, my co-host, Bert Kappel, co-founder of The Real Leadership Company, um, who happens to be a pastor at uh, the Life Church as well, right?
1: Yes, he does. He's our executive pastor, Um, and I can tell you this, I mean, I've had the privilege of, um, doing ministry dreaming with, with Bert and, um, and, and I'm grateful you've also had those opportunities. Um, Bert is an incredible, uh, person, um, a person with great understanding, wisdom and knowledge and, and more significantly than all those things is he truly, Uh, walks from a place of integrity, and um, his character um, is probably the best thing about him, is his his ability to live in such a way that you would want to um, mimic in your own life. And so uh, Bert's um, incredibly significant to our church, to my story, and, uh, and we'll be talking probably a little bit
0: more about Bert as we go along. (laughs) I'm sure we will. Um, So listen, what I'm thankful for today is uh, the peace of God. I'm thankful for the peace of God. And I say that in regards to the the loss of life uh, of people Mm -hmm. dear to me in in the past uh, few days. Uh, I've lost two people uh, Mm -hmm. very dear to me. And so I'm thankful for the peace of God who gives us that comfort um when we should have sadness and grief. Okay, so let's let's dive into this thing today. Again, we're continuing our series on on dreaming. And we're not necessarily talking about something that happens while you're sleeping, but we're talking about <laughs> something that you you sit down and, and really uh think about uh you know what could I do? And we've posed this question on the previous podcast how much does it cost to dream? And the answer is nothing but your time. And unfortunately, we just don't take the time to dream. Mm. But if we just take the time, we can dream and we can be as lavish, as big, as as humanly possible, or inhumanly possible even, because you <laughs> can dream after all, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard this before, shoot for the stars and then, well, no, wait a minute, there's there's footprints on the moon. So, you know, seek past that, right? Let's, yeah. let's dream the impossible dream, right? Let's believe yeah. that uh, great things are in store for us um, if we just dream a little bit, right? They don't yeah. all have to necessarily come to pass, but but let's ask this question, what if, right? What mm-hmm. if, question mark, what if? So let's begin yeah. to dream today. And and so, listen, if you feel that your life is closer to average than you desire, you need to do more dreaming. Nothing helps to break someone out of a rut like a worthwhile dream, right? Yeah. And so uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. And I'm so glad, Larry, that you're on the line with us and uh, that we're going to kind of dive into your story and, and where you're at is. As far as dreaming goes and and uh how maybe uh your story can encourage someone else that's uh beginning to dream or or maybe in the middle of their dream and haven't hasn't seen it come to pass yet uh so yeah. first uh if you wouldn't mind tell us tell everybody who you are and uh, yeah. kind of set us up
1: okay so um first of all, let me say i'm thankful. For this opportunity to speak with you Tom and uh, thankful that you were singing just now and not myself uh, and the <laughs> podcasters should be thankful for that reality too uh, and so um, but my story, my personal story as I grew up here in the city of Warren um, came from a place where I would say my family was lower uh, middle class um, you know not not a lot but uh, more than enough just to, to sustain us. Um, parents worked hard, um, and, and through the journey of time and space, um, probably one of the more life changing, life shaping events that happened, uh, as a kid for me was when, um, my mom and dad got divorced and, um, what was most significant about that was what surrounded why they were getting divorced. And my mom cheated on my dad with his best friend. And uh, this is a gentleman that I uh, had spent times at his house with his wife and, and of course my parents. And um, that was devastating. And, and out of that circumstance and out of growing up, not in a Christian home and not certainly not having a whole lot of guidelines, uh, or being poured into from dream, a dreaming sense. Uh, I really felt as a kid that I couldn't dream that I didn't even know how to dream it. It was, Hmm. uh, beyond the capacity for me, you know, um, what had shaped me so significantly was the brokenness, of my home and of the structure in my family and certainly the lack of health. And one of the things that happened out of the divorces, my dad, um, became so broken that it changed the relationship altogether that I had with him. Uh, you know, I went from seeing him daily to seeing him two to four times a year. Um, wow. and, uh, that, that was significant. The other thing that changed is my mom now being uh, a single parent, although by choice, uh, had to work 50 to 60 hours a week. So um, having a parent around at all was was way different. And then I started to see my mom's boyfriend more in the picture of my life and different Uh, events. And the reality of all that was that I did not understandably enjoy those things. Interestingly enough, I can think back to watching a show back in the 90s called Dawson Creek. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: you know, um, funny how your life and the way it impacts you uh, allows you to see things that maybe you don't have. And sometimes you can really get caught and focused in those realities and there's pain in that and there's hurt. And I'm watching Dawson Creek and, um, Dawson is about to go off to college in the show. You know, he's the kid and his dad is so heartbroken. And, um, as I'm watching this, you know, I'm a, I believe right around a seven, 16 year old kid, I'm crying and I'm, and I'm, uh, and I'm going man whats what's the deal with that? and I'm really, really at that point, dealing with the adversity of- of mourning my father's presence in my life in the way that I had had the awesome privilege of having him in my life prior to the divorce and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so that was a big moment of shaping in my life as far as um my my family's picture, its structure, uh, at that time, part of why I felt like I couldn't dream is uh, I felt like everything in my life screamed how little value I had um, wow. as a person. And so um, just to give you an idea of what that looked like, even uh, not inside my home, but when I went to school, um, at school, you do a thing called Secret Santa. Yeah, some of you guys are familiar with that, right? And I believe it was either my seventh or eighth grade year. I went to our secret Santa party. And uh, a young man gave me a bar of soap. I felt like that all I knew how to do and I didn't do it well, by the way, was to try to fight for to survive. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted my superpower to be that I would be completely unnoticed. And so uh the very thing i wanted most in in those times was not attainable and so uh for me dreaming was not only something that i hardly ever heard about it was certainly something i never would have understood from a how to place
0: mm-hmm. and so that's that, so much so much setback
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and so so for me that that was uh thankfully my story doesn't end there. Um and so grateful for God and his presence in my life because um it changed for me how I saw a lot of things. Um and I started a relationship uh with Jesus at 17 years old. Um somebody believed I had value and and I just uh was overwhelmed by that and uh another young man who is still uh very much one of my best friends on the planet his name's aaron halavin he's the pastor at freedom christian but he um he reached out to me invited me to his youth group and uh and just did something that i hadn't had done for me in a long time you know and and although my family showed value for me um And and I really am thankful that that those were the realities. In some ways, they hurt me and and significantly. And so, um, Aaron was the guy who uh, said, "Hey, I I want to get involved in your life. I want you to get involved in my life." And I thought, "Wow." (laughs) And so, um, and and simply all he did is invite me to church. uh, But it started to change my story. Uh, completely. Uh, I recognized in my life at that point, once I had an understanding of who Jesus was, that I would no longer live to survive. I would no longer lose sight of the opportunities that were presented in front of me. Um, And part of those opportunities started to come in moments of dreaming and, and seeing some things for the first time in my life that I hadn't seen prior to that time. Uh, mm-hmm. I was no longer, um, going to let some of those past hurts shape me. Now it took a while for me. Uh, I was broken. I had, uh, you know, but I, I finally started to see that I could start uh, going after the pursuit of how God defines who I am versus how man's broken view had shaped me, and um, mm-hmm. and that that showed up in a lot of ways, uh, ways that didn't always make sense, but certainly were compelling to my opportunity to heal and, and grow and and to dream, and that that can even include. Um, I was, you know, my friends were were a big part of my growth. They'd come to drop me off at my home. We'd spend a good, more nights than not, 20 to 30 minutes in prayer for each other uh, and really allowing ourselves to show each other our mess and our brokenness and mm. um, and to discover health uh, through that. And, and, and we, and we prayed a ton. And so my story, uh, when it comes to dreams starts with the realization for me of the restoration process and healing process that God allowed me to go through. Those would be a big part of how I came to a place where I could begin to start to dream.
0: So uh, why don't you uh, start to unpack that for us? What was the uh, the first thing that uh, kind of put the uh, carrot at the end of the stick, so to speak, or that dream uh, that yeah. you began to reach out for? Can you share something about that?
1: Yeah, so I had some simple dreams.
0: <laughs> I
1: think any young man <laughs> would have the dream naturally of you know meeting the right girl, and uh, you know I I dreamed that someday I could meet that girl, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the major obstacles of that reality for me, um, but why dating a girl and eventually getting married was such a big dream of mine is because I was so broken that Mm -hmm. I was discovering value for myself while still having the pain of those past and how that looked is when i first started dating girls the closer i got to them the quicker i realized that i needed to break off the relationship because i did not want to hurt them in the way that i had been hurt from hmm. my parents relationship and mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't put my finger on that immediately that would have been really nice <laughs> but the problem here is that I have not allowed myself to dream enough to trust God in this dream. You know, I had I had began the journey of realizing that I thought it was good um, to to get to know a girl, but I certainly didn't know how to process what really would be good about that, and the lack of commitment on my parents and um, in, in their marriage had had shaped my concerns, and I had to rethink that, and the beauty of a dream is there's all kinds of details to it, and for me, I had to let myself believe that I was even worth loving, and that I could love in a place of purity. Um, how that fleshes out is, uh, it's incredible. Um, my wife and I, in September here, Coming up, we'll be celebrating twenty years of marriage uh um, and that's that's a realized dream right that God mm-hmm. gave me in in my personal life, you know um you know, we have two amazing children um and to be a father um you know i I remember when my oldest boy turned twelve, that was right about when my dad exited right out of my life and my boys now 15 going to be here here shortly my oldest boy is going to be 16 my youngest is going to be 13 here soon and um and i just know that i was worth the dream the dream was worth having and um that god could sustain the dream uh in my life and so awesome. that's that's one dream that i i had uh, I could tell you a dream that was realized that I didn't have, but that God had for me, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was to be a pastor. Um,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, I that was not a dream. I, I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't grow up in a home that went to church, and I certainly didn't feel at all qualified um, for this opportunity. I was a mess. And I told God so, (laughs) and uh, I said, you don't, you don't really want to use me. I'm a mess. And he said, but that's why I want to use you. And, Mm. uh, and so I fought that. And one of the places that I kind of bargained with God, so to speak, uh, (laughs) in the dream was I said, well, God, if I'm going to uh, do this, I've got to be something that I've never been, and that's a that's a good student. Um, I had graduated high school with a 2.3. That was doing my very best. I had moved on to Macomb Community College here in Warren, Michigan, and came out of there with a 1.6 GPA. Mm-hmm. Didn't complete most of my classes, and um, and then God was calling me to ministry. <laughs> and I said, like I said, I I, I fought that reality at first. And uh, he did several things, including one time we were doing uh, dramas in in the streets of Royal Oak, and somebody came up and gave me a word uh, that they that God had spoke to them to let me know. And I didn't know this person from Adam uh, mm-hmm. that 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 God told them that I was going to be pastoring. And those were kind of moments where I was realizing God's dream, but I still was kind of like, oh, shoot, like, I don't think that's, that's good, God,
0: <laughs>
1: if that makes any sense in my humanity. I, you know, I, again, I, I was sh- shaped mostly by the brokenness of who I was. And so I, I pursued, because I made the deal, if I'm going to become a pastor, I'm going to need to go to school. And I'm going to need your help, Lord. Uh, I'm going to need the help of others. And this is the beauty of a dream. So often it's resourced with others. And uh, so grateful for that. that, that, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, on the flip of that, so often our dreams can be crushed with others. So it's really significant who you allow to be in your life, the voices you choose to hear in those regards. Mm -hmm. But, um, for me, I went to school for ministry, worked as hard as I I've ever worked. Uh, and I had the right support. There were times, literally, um, my now wife, I'd come home from, uh, school discouraged. Um, and I needed support. I needed, I needed my, my now wife to say, we will get through this. I'm, I'm with this, I'm with you in this. And, um, and so I graduated actually got my bachelor's, um, I graduated with a three, three, which for me was incredible. Uh, and it really opened the door to nothing is impossible. You can do all the things that you need to do to detail your dream. The doors begin to open. And for me, that was hugely significant. So that's, that's, you know, that's where dreaming began for me um, in my own personal life and then realizing what God desired of me um, and then trusting that um, I would put the work in to realize the dream. and. And one of the interesting things, and I think you could attest to this too, about dreaming is so often we give up on our dreams because we think they're going to cost a lot. And mm-hmm. the unfortunate part is they actually cost more when we don't realize them and we mm-hmm. don't do the work we need to, to dream. That's what repeating. A, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and, and yeah, thank you. But yeah, we just, We just find ourselves giving up on, on, on the dreams because somebody said something and, and they, and they uh, said it in a way that discouraged us. And uh, we began to listen to that voice. Um, And, and so that unfortunately has caused hurting us and we don't (laughs) move. And yet the whole time what's happening is we're unsatisfied and we're and we're hurting and we need to get people in our life who by no means tell us yes to everything we're thinking because that's not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) but certainly say yes to believing in the dream with you and 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 certainly willing to shape the dream with you and if we count the cost we'll find ourselves in a place that we never could have imagined uh, was a reality. And, and I and I love that we take care of those practical things in the dream. Uh, and I love that God takes care of the supernatural things, the things that are beyond capacity. Um, and grateful that in our dreams, we've been given certain gifts, talents. Uh, and that's very significant that we find out what those things are inside of us, you know uh yeah. I think our- society at large uh is struggling to find purpose um and we were placed here on purpose for a purpose uh to fulfill, yeah. and dreams are part of that, and um sadly, in our society, people have s- stolen dreams from each other
0: yeah let me so, let me share something real quick from mm-hmm. the book, yeah. Uh, Put Your Dream to the Test by John Maxwell. He he says, uh, author and friend Maxwell Cato is clear about your possibilities. He says, you aren't an accident. You weren't Mm. mass-produced. You aren't an assembly line product. You were deliberately planned, specifically gifted, and lovingly positioned on the earth by the master craftsman. Uh, That's Mm. awesome, isn't it? And then, Uh, John Maxwell says, I believe God wants us to dream and to dream big because he's Mm. a big God who wants us to do big things and he wants to do them through us. And he says, my friend, Dale Turner asserts, dreams are renewable. No matter what our age or condition, there are still untapped possibilities within us. New beauty waiting to be born. It's never too late to dream. Mm. That's awesome. right, Amen. And I remember yeah, the story cool. of uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, I believe, mm-hmm. who started Kentucky Fried Chicken with uh, his first retirement check, I think it was, uh, but late in his life anyway. And he had some setbacks from what I understand uh, up till that point. And so, uh, you know, we have Kentucky Fried Chicken still with us today, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we can dream... At any age, we just got to be willing to dream. So, uh, yeah. tell us really quick, uh, Pastor Larry, um, yeah. uh, where you're at right now at Life Church, and what dreams you have envisioned for Life Church.
1: Thank you. Um, I think that most people would echo this sentiment. Uh, as a pastor of a church, you're always dreaming, um, and it's you've got to be in regular practice of dreaming. And you've got to have the right people around you to help in the detailing of dreaming. And and this is one moment for sure that I have to say that BERT uh, is, a, is great at helping execute the dream and detailing it. Um, and there's many more in our church at The Life Church that do that with me. Um, I am the dreamer, typically. Um, I married a detailer. Uh, and she's wonderful, and uh, God's placed a lot of detailers in my life. But for us at the Life Church, um, we started dreaming up the church, myself and another gentleman uh, who was the pastor here at one point. Uh, All the way back to 2008 to 2010, uh, we had prayer times together, worked on our vision, and uh, came up with all those things, and we we saw God doing some pretty incredible things in our dream in the early years of us establishing our church, and uh, things began to change for us, and also I think what hurt us is, and in fact, some things shifted in our church in a major way roughly two years ago now. The other pastor that I was pastoring with uh was removed from the uh church because of a moral failure, and mm-hmm. so that that hurt our church it hurt our people and, and one of the good things for me in my life is if there's a place I understand it's brokenness uh this was a great amount of adversity for our church um as a as a really understandably we came into the building we are in in 2013 and so we were fairly new to the area and I wasn't even sure Tom that I wanted to be the solo senior pastor of our church mm-hmm. uh, because I had not planned to be that and one of the reasons I was able to work that out and this is kind of cool uh, God, God's dream in your own personal life, he will surplus and how he did that for me was my greatest earning year over the last roughly 20 years was 20 grand. Um, and that was when I first started in ministry. So that's not even right. The right now picture. (laughs) And, uh, and my wife is a labor and delivery nurse and she's been wonderful, but we've had our struggles. Um, but, we were blessed, uh, in a, in, in a way that only God could resource, uh, health into our financial picture, uh, so much so that we were able to build a home. Um, and that's a dream being realized. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time that this all happened, um, I had been substitute teaching, but, uh, Thankfully, our our financial picture allowed for me to stop working altogether in that regards, and spend my time here at the church, uh, committing a hundred percent of my resources of time to the church. That was big.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will tell you that um, in the midst of those early days, we lost people, but any loss of people at this point we have uh exceeded the numbers we were at at that time um and we look at our congregation and two years later uh two thirds of the people in our our sanctuary were not around before two thousand eighteen um mm-hmm. and so so a lot has changed here, and when we talk about dreaming, we choose. To dream big that's how we understand this process, and for us, we talk a lot about dreams. We have a saying that is not something that I authored on any level but had heard, which is dream uh, teamwork makes the dream work, and so we mm-hmm. function as a team and we dream as a team uh part of that dreaming. Uh, directly relates to even our financials at the church and how that looks. And for us, uh, we actually have a um, a resource, um, a budget line item that's called Dream Big. And it's a fun mm-hmm. to believe for the things even outside of your normal budget. And so for us uh, in 2018, I felt God gave me the theme of uh, dream big, right? And in my heart, what would be dream big is to experience health, right? Which was really good. God did that. And he surplused so much more than that in the midst of that. And in 2018, uh, that's when Pastor Burt came on staff, big part of uh, the execution of dreaming with me. And, mm-hmm. um, with that said, we put together a budget <laughs> and understandably, probably a small one to most churches and most places. And that's okay. Cause it was, it was something we weren't meeting at the time. So we were just mm-hmm. dreaming with that, uh, of $70,000, um, for the year to allow us to do some things we needed to do, um, mm-hmm. And in that year, in 2018, uh, God surplus that 70000 And we we actually, in our budget, brought in $99,000, uh, which mm-hmm. is about a $29,000 difference. Now, what also was happening in our dreams is we set up, like I said, the Dream Big Fund. And that was for getting things done around our building that needed, that had been neglected. Um, and so that was very detailed to our congregation. Um, and we, we started, I think at the time, um, I mean, it was minimal. We had minimal seed in there. And by the end of the year, uh, through our dream big fund, we had $12,000 that had been contributed, uh, for 2018. Really, I think God just did more than we expected. And, and because of that, uh, in 2019, we put together a budget of 90,000 and, uh, God was generous. And, uh, at the end of 2019, uh, we brought in 135,000, uh, which is about 45,000 more than what we, we were thinking would be in our budget. And our dream big fund went from 12,000 the year before to 22,000. Um, now let me see this. In order for a dream to be realized, I think that's a God-sized dream, it's got to be beyond the capacity of what you think in your heart. You have to listen mm-hmm. and be obedient to God to present what his dream is.
0: Right. But
1: he is the he is the one that supplies and he supplies from places that you don't even always expect. So with that said, uh, when I talk about our Dream Big Fund, a lot of those dollars can be accounted from outside of our building and Hmm. people pouring in, um, you know, through donations and and through believing. And, And let me say this, if you were to talk to Bert, he's really good at talking about financials. Mm I am uh, not that person. However, uh, thankfully, where God's given me strength is I'm good at sharing the dream. And I think this is important in a dream. And this is why you need both. You need the the person who can talk about the dream. You also need people who are good at talking about the resource in the dream
0: Mm -hmm. that is needed,
1: right? But yeah. thankfully I, I I'm not bad at moving people from the dream side. So people who have directly poured in from outside that are connected to me, I've never once asked them for money. And and really what it really allows me to see is that I'm dreaming, I gotta stay committed to the dream, I gotta count the cost in dreaming. But I got to understand that realizing the dream goes
0: far beyond one person. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've got something to share here from uh, John's book, once again, Yeah, uh, Put Your Dream to the Test. And it says, You can find or recapture your dreams, and they can be big dreams. Not that all dreams have to be huge to be worth pursuing, mm. they just need to be bigger than you are. And here's a quote Good. by Josie Bissett it says, Dreams come in a size too big so that we can grow into them. That's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, our dreams really need to be bigger than we are. Uh, that's good. Something that's you know even just a little out of our reach, so that we can uh, know that you know what maybe this thing is not all about me. It's about yes. something greater than me, and and here's the other side of the coin, uh, even with your church and you can attest yeah. to this, that, that th- these finances that are coming in are, are not so that you can have a, a necessarily a prettier church, but so that mm-hmm. you can do more in the community to impact those who, uh, the church can reach, uh, like the yeah. school. Uh, I know personally that you guys have done some things with the school, um, and did some fundraisers for the school, uh, to be yeah. a blessing to them. And, uh, Amongst other things, and you guys are just uh, outreach-minded, and and uh, you know you're just making an impact to the community, and and that's what our dreams are all about. If they were just Mm -hmm. for us, then it's really a wasted dream. The dream needs to be where it includes other people. Whether there, and and here's a a phrase that I think I might have coined. Yeah, dream work. Dream work makes the team work. And Mm, and I say that because uh, without a dream, (laughs) there's nothing for the team to work on. Yeah, no need for it, right? right? And and so we need to take the time to dream so that we can cast that vision of the dream for the team to work. And obviously teamwork makes the dream work. But it's that dream work that Mm -hmm. provides the dream for the team to work. And so uh, I think that's really the... The gist of all this today is to encourage all of us to dream, and and with that being said, once again, I want to promote our event that's coming up, uh, yeah. Dream Night on March twentieth uh, in Warren, Michigan. In fact, it's going to be at Life Church. Yeah, uh, Dream Night. Yeah, we're going to kick that off on a Friday night, March twentieth, and uh, for more information on that, it's going to be found at uh, realleadershipcompany.com. dot com. And then we're going to have three consecutive Saturdays beginning on March 21st uh, of what's called a mastermind. We're going to gather around the book, Put Your Dream to the Test by John Maxwell, and we're just going to cast vision, and we're going to all pour into this thing and and build our dreams and see uh, what's in store for us in 2020 and beyond. So once again, for more information on that, go to realleadershipcompany.com larry it's yeah. been such a blessing to have you be a part of this podcast and i'm sure that your story will help uh impact other lives and and change others and and we look forward to what is going to happen in in your life and in your ministry and thank your you. marriage uh in the years to come and uh, we thank can't you. wait to revisit this at a later date yeah so uh, thank you Tom. Once, thank you yes yeah, thanks again for being a part and uh thank you all in the listening audience for listening uh, to our podcast and please, uh, comment, uh, post, subscribe, share, uh, do all those things, uh, to get the word out, uh, because we're here to help people. And, and you know, at Real Leadership Company, we want to help people get unstuck. So from wherever you are, we want to see you excel to the next level. Uh, our motto with Real Leadership Company is training and equipping your clients. So check us out once again at Real Leadership Company. Again, I'm Tom Ray, and uh, thank you for listening. God bless.